You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Well, we're so glad you're here. So glad for all of you that are watching. Thank you for taking time out of your day to come. Thank you for being here. We believe God has something good to share and good to say. Amen. I truly believe that with all my heart. You know, every time we gather together, and especially during these times, you know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, it tells us that we're supposed to gather together more and more as we see the day of the Lord approaching. And we know that the day of the Lord is approaching quicker and quicker. Amen. And so we're supposed to be coming together and and encouraging one another, strengthening one another, and endeavoring to uh, really, really, really uh, just bring back the king, but also do what he's called us to do. And I know uh, for the last two years now, all of 2020 and, and all of 2021, the Lord's just really been speaking to my heart on a, you know, he's always talking to me daily about things, but when it comes to the word of the Lord to bring and, and to bring to the people, it's, you know, I, I kind of think he's a little late sometimes, but he, uh, uh, but he, he's never late. He's always on time. I might not be listening as early as I should or as good as I should, but, um, but he's, there's just there's something he has designed for us as the body of Christ, and also to uh, I believe that there's always a message from heaven. I believe there's a song from heaven. I believe there's words that need to be spoken. I believe that there's something that we need to say and do where we're at and what we're doing. That probably the greatest thing that we need right now is to make sure that we're led by the Spirit of God. That we're at the right place at the right time. That we're not getting any slip ups. That we're not trying to just go through the motions. Amen. I believe that the, the, the line's been drawn in the sand, and I believe those that love God are going to be on one side, and those uh, that have been straddling the fence are going to fall over on the other side. And, uh, you know, the, 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 you got to, now's the time to stand in faith. Now's the time to stand believing. Now's the time not to have wishy-washy faith. Now's not a time to say, well, we should be doing this. You know, I, I saw this, and I, and, and I heard this, you know, several times, and I've heard it a lot this week, and, and I actually believe it. You know, Christianity today when they were going to go if we were if David was in Christianity today for us he would have went out there and tried to talk Goliath to death he would have tried to reason with him he would have said okay now let's walk in love why can't you stay on this side we have to stay on this side <laughs> and uh you know, you do realize that Israel didn't pick the fight, that the Philistines were the ones picking the fight. You know, you need to understand that, you know, God wants us to stand up and then we let God fight our battles. But when God tells us to move, if God tells us to get five stones or if God tells us to do something, we've got to decide. Now, our battle is not with flesh and blood, so our battle is with words. Our battle is with our voices. Amen? Hallelujah. Our battle is to do this. And if God fights our battles, Wow. Because he does. The Bible says that the battle's not ours, but the Lord's. Amen? Hallelujah. I tell you, it's just, a, you know, his heart. His heart of what we need to do, you know. Many times we, we look at our lives and we're looking at things, you know, and, we're, and I don't know about you, but some people have even said, you know, man, this just takes my breath away by what I'm seeing, you know. And, um, and I say, you know what? What we need to start having our breath taken away by what we see God doing. 
what we see him doing, what, what we're doing. And, you know, one of the things about it, you've heard me make this statement, and I, I don't make it braggadociously or don't do those things because I said I was born for this time and, and the adversities of what's going on just because of what I've gone through in my life. And I have been born for this time, not to stand up and try to braggadociously or try to do something threatening, but no, to say, you know what? Oh, finally, finally, we get to see the body of Christ have to stand in faith, have to believe God, where there's an impossibility that, we're, that we can't rely on this and we can't rely on that. But we have to rely on him. And he's going to do that for us. Amen. Hey, if you have your Bibles, turn to Joshua chapter 10, and I'm just going to share with you some things, because I, I, I'm not sure what the title is tonight at all. Greg always asks me what the title is, and I don't know. I just know in my heart I got a whole bunch of things just running around on the inside of me, and uh, I know that, uh, you, know, you know, Psalms 92, verse 12 out of the Living Bible says this. It says, teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are, and help us to spend them as we should. I don't know about you, but I want every day of my life to count now. Every day of my life to count. And I know God's placed eternity in everybody's heart, but God's placed such a fire on the inside of me about how do we get this voice out? How do we get this word? How do we, and, and I'm struggling in a lot of ways of what do we do, Lord? How do we stand? I don't see people standing up for righteousness and truth. Okay, I don't. I don't see people standing up. I don't, you know, and, and, I, and I'm really believing for that. I'm really to see who has the voice or who has the ear and what we can do. But, uh, uh, you know, everybody's always looking for tomorrow. And guess what? You know, if someday was your best day, someday is gone. It's today. Okay? It's today. See, because someday, it's, that, that's everybody's best day. Well, someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm going to do that. Someday I'm going to do this. Someday I'm, listen, someday's gone. Yeah. It's time, okay? It's today. Today, let me just share with the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day for your peace. Today is today for your healing. Today is today for your deliverance. Today is today for the promises of God to be made yes and amen in your life. Today is the day to live passionately, to live with, a, with, a, with an idea of glory to God. I've got something to say. I've got something to speak. I've got something to do. I've got something to do. Glory to God. You know, I, I mean, we're always tempted to, to look things off. You know, a lot of people use their faith for tomorrow. And the Bible says, faith is now. Now faith is. And Jesus said, man, today's the evil. Let's deal with today. Now understand this. Faith is past, present, and future. Faith works. Okay? And we talk about that, and it's awesome in those things there. But I'm telling you what. God is saying, you know what? I've chosen all of you for this time. If you're born again and you love Jesus, and you come to this church, glory to God, he has chosen you. You are on the front line. You are, you're here. We're going to go. We're going to do. We're going to declare. I mean, if you've hung with us this far, God bless you. Everybody in the nation knows who you are. All right? Everybody in the nation knows who you are. All right? And uh, they know that you have a pastor who has crazy faith or ridiculous faith or just he's just a man of faith that believes God and he's just, and God is honoring those things, okay? God's seeing things. We're seeing ourselves here, you know? But we've got to ask ourselves, what is the safe areas of our lives? What are we not putting ourselves in, you know, and I'm, listen, I'm not asking you to go out and start doing something crazy. What I am asking you to do is you need to check and look and see, you know, where is faith good and where is faith bad in my life? Where is faith working and where is faith not working? 
Thank you for you. I knew that could get a holy hush. Because anytime you've got to examine yourself, anytime you've got to look at yourself and say, hey, what am I going to do? How am I going to walk this thing out? How am I going to receive this thing? How am I going to finish my course? How am I going to keep my faith? It always was funny to hear what Paul said. I, I finished my course. I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. And I thought, yeah, he got thrown in prison. And he had a lot of things that go against him. And those things, But he kept believing. Nothing changed his belief in God. Nothing changed his doctrine. Nothing changed. Hallelujah. But what happens is, is that we get very overly protected in some areas. Amen. And we don't use our faith in those areas because we are not real sure that God will actually come through, you know. And so the problem is, is that we've got some giants in some areas that we've got to take down. And the only way you take down those giants is with your words. The only way you take down those giants. David did not defeat Goliath because he was an excellent slingshot guy. Now, come on. He took the lamb out of a lion in a bear's mouth and slew them without a slingshot. He wasn't that strong. Okay. That's why when he looked at Goliath, he said, I couldn't do the bear and I couldn't do the lion and I can't do you, but God can. <laughs> Because I'm not coming with you, against you with all your things. I'm coming against you in the name of the living God that I serve. I'm coming against you with my God. Hallelujah. See, we see all this. And here's the thing about it is that we've got to lift our eyes and look up to heaven. We've got to know that we're seated at the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm going to get to Joshua 10. I ain't started yet. I'm just introducing it. Okay? Hallelujah. But here, here it is. Is that we've got to get our eye level up. See, Saul and all of the army, they were looking at a ground level perspective. Listen, if you're looking at the world today with what the world is telling you on the ground level things and you're believing all of the lies of the enemy, then you're going to be defeated. You're going to be hunkering down, waiting for something to happen, hoping that the giant slips on a rock. You're waiting for God to do something. Waiting for God. And God always uses a man. God always uses a person. God always uses somebody. Amen. He always does. God's always looking for a man to stand in the gap. God's always looking for a man that'll be anointed. He's always looking. Ever since the day of Noah, ever since he made man, he made Adam, he made a man. He says, what we're going to do. Then he couldn't find anybody. Then he said, oh, Noah's found favor. He's looking for somebody to stand up and have favor. He's looking for somebody to stand up and say, hey, I believe God. But see, David had a God level view. He didn't look at him from his level. He couldn't. Goliath was way up here. And he's like, who are you against my God? Who are you? I mean, gosh. And see, that's why I get so excited about this time that we live in is because God has called us. He's called us to a life of faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. It says we'll walk by faith. Amen. We can't please God without faith, believing and trusting in him. So we can't do anything without that. And whatever you do that's not in faith is sin. Okay? So if you can't do it in faith, you better not do it. Amen. But here's the key. God's called us to have a little bit more ridiculous faith. It's time to see miracles. So now you hear in Joshua chapter 10, this miracle right here and these things, this is just wiped out. It's awesome. I love this. He would have the audacity to ask God to do this. We wouldn't even think to do this. We wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't even, well, but Joshua, 
I mean, he's, he's hanging out with Moses. God comes down and says, hey, the same spirit that was on Moses, I'm putting on you. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Joshua says, okay, let's do this. Let's go. Let's do these things here. Amen. We know the sin at Ai. You know, they got defeated in their first battle because of sin. So Joshua's thinking, hey, what's going on? Finds out from the Lord. But look here in Joshua chapter 10. Let's begin reading, you know, at verse 12. Actually, just a little tidbit, just because I love it. That's why I laugh about all these armies, everybody in the world that's trying to mess with God. So funny. Because if you back up to verse 11, verse 11 says, and it came to pass as they fled from before Israel. They're talking about another battle here. And they were going down to Beth Horon and that the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them and unto Ezekiah. And he says, and they died and they, there were more which died from the hailstones than they whom the children of Israel slew with the sword. God just said, uh, you're not killing them fast enough. Watch this. Awesome. Other parts of the Bible, when somebody mouths off, the earth opens up and plays Pac-Man, swallows them whole. Because we got nukes or we got this. Are you kidding? We got God. You don't mess with God. I love it. Now, let's get, let's get down to the story. I just, just a little text tidbit. I mean, Joshua's seeing this. So here's what Joshua does. Then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ahajalon. All right, son, just stop moving. Stay. We got to win this battle, so you can't, you got to stop. Okay, check this out. This is awesome. Hallelujah. (laughs) And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed, until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies. Is it not written in the book of Jasser, so that the arm, or so that, excuse me, the sun stood still in the midst of heaven, and lasted not to go down about a whole day, and there was no day like that before it or after it, that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. Hey, I got news for you. Joshua didn't have the spirit of God living in him. You have the spirit of God living in you. And if Jesus said that John the Baptist was the greatest prophet that was ever, ever, John the Baptist is the greatest. None of the other prophets were as great as John the Baptist. And he said, those that are least in the kingdom of God are far greater than John the Baptist. That's what he said. You and me have the spirit of living God living and dwelling on the inside of us. And if we need the sun to stand still, it's going to stand still. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, we look at this. Now, now you know why we have leap year. Why do we have every four years that we have to have an extra day? Because of right here. See, the sun stood still for 23 hours and 45 minutes. You say, how do you know that exactly? Because in Hezekiah, when Isaiah came to Hezekiah and told Hezekiah that he better set his house in order, and then God tells him, and and the prophet of God came, he said, okay, well, how will I know this? He said, well, what do you want to do? He said, do you want the sun to go ahead 15 minutes, or do you want to go back 15 minutes? Now, he talked about degrees, and if you understand degrees, you understand 15 minutes. He said, well, it's nothing for it to go forward. How about going back? That's how come I know this was 23 hours and 45 minutes. Because we lost today. All the scientists say we lost today somewhere. Well, the Bible told us we lost today. We lost today. If you look at the read the Bible, you know everything's going on. 
I'd never forget my brother who's a farmer and he was in high school and stuff. He said, hey, did you know that every seven years you're supposed to let the ground rest? I said, yeah. He said, well, how do you know that? I said, the Bible tells that. The Bible tells that. Every on the seventh year, they rest. It's the year of Jubilee. They got to say, got to let it rest. I mean, it's 50 years, but every seven years, you got in the seventh year, you let it rest. And you'll get enough crop in the sixth year so that you can go over into the seventh. It'll, it'll last you till the next year. Because that's what the Bible says. Did you know God made the heavens and the earth? God made the earth. He knows what he's doing. Amen. We look at all this stuff and we see this. But man, he prayed. Notice he said that the Lord hearkened to the voice of a man. That Joshua said, isn't it funny that Joshua, he spoke to the Lord, but then he said, sun, stop. Moon, you stop too. Everybody hang out for a little while. We got to win this battle. That's such, I mean, we can't even wrap our head around that. But you know, you go, oh, that's awesome. Because you not only did our sun stand still or our earth stop spinning, the whole universe had to stop spinning. Because how many of you know if one planet gets out of, out of sync, the whole thing blows up? At least that's what science tells us. Amen? Amen. So God just said, I'll just put a stop to everything. Why? Because I want them to win. See, before that, they weren't winning good enough. They were driving, they were chasing them and they were killing, but they weren't killing them fast enough. So God said, Watch this. And more got killed because of the hailstones than those that got slain by the sword. Amen. Don't you just love reading the Old Testament? Sometimes I say, Lord, why are we under grace? Anyway, I know, I know, I know. Calm down. But when you read this and we see this, we kind of go, yeah, but that was David, that was Joshua, that was this, that, come on. But when I put it in context of what Jesus said, Jesus said, John the Baptist is the greatest prophet. He's greater than Isaiah, Elijah, Elisha, Moses. Come on. That's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. Jesus said it in the Bible. says that John the Baptist was greater than all the other prophets. Amen. And then he turned around and he made this statement about you and me. He said, and the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Has more power, has more ability, has more say-so. I mean, got to let that sink in just a little bit. Say, Pastor, you're, just, you're stepping on dangerous ground. I know because I want to ignite you. I want you to get in and start living passionately. It's like one person said, we don't need a revival, we need a rebellion. Okay. Now, talking about rebelling, but even in the sense of one of the things we need uh, to stir up the hearts of God and say, wait a minute, who art thou that's going to come against the living God? Don't come against the living God. Don't come against my God because I'm not fighting my battles. This is not my, it's God's battle. And listen, this is what's going to happen. You're going to be in trouble. Amen. Because but let's get back, let's bring this all back into the thing. See, God calls us to live a life of faith, or he's telling us to live every day by faith. I mean, this is, this is out of the ordinary. But Joshua's like, he said, hey, God told us, do this. he said, we're going to win these battles. We need daylight to win these battles. All right, then God, sun stand still, moon stand still. We got to get this. Whatever it is we need. Now, that's, that's wild faith. I mean, I love it. I love that he said it. And the Bible says it right here. Wow. And there was no day like that. And there wasn't before it or after that. The Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man. For the Lord fought for Israel. 
And if the battle's not ours, but the Lord, he's fighting for you and I. Amen? Isn't that what the New Testament says? Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. I'll take care of you. Hallelujah. So God's going to fight our battles. God is something that we got to take hold of. Now, here's I'm going to ask you a question. If you, you know, are you doing anything that's requiring you to have faith other than getting up every day or getting into work or doing these things? You know what I mean? It does. And, uh, you know, we have to. We should be getting up and exercising our faith every day for something or someone or something, Okay. Literally, you ought to be getting up and declaring, say, God, make me a blessing today. Who can I be a blessing to? Give me favor. Who can I pray for? God, show me who I can pray for. Show me who I can encourage. Show me who, who I can bless. Show me, show me today, Lord, direct my step because I want to do your will. I want to have an impact today. I want to exercise my faith. Thank you for meeting my needs. Thank you for doing all that. But Lord, I want to meet your needs today. There are those that are crying out that I can reach out, I can touch today. Somebody's discouraged. Somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody just uh, needs, needs a word from heaven. They need a word in due season. They need something. And I want to be the one to give it to them. I see myself talking to them. I see myself laying hands on seeing them getting better. I see myself bringing a word in due season. We've got to begin to stir up ourselves. Amen? Most of us go out and then we, we, we do like Hudson Taylor said. Most people go out and they try to live their life like an instrument that's not tuned. They try to tune it on the way. No, you need to tune your instrument first and then go out and play so people like the sound of it. Amen? We need to tune it up. We need to get it. And we need to get into it. It's okay, Lord. Because Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, if you have to get ready when an opportunity arises, you missed it. He said, you've got to be ready because opportunities, you know, are going to arise. And like another person said, most of the opportunities God gives us are disguised as problems. Thank you for your overwhelming response. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> People say, well, yeah, but I just go here. I do that. Listen, don't ever think your life is mundane. It's only mundane if you're not looking for adventure. Amen. See, I want to ruin you for the ordinary. Listen, there's nothing ordinary going on now. We, people need, they need encouraged, they need strengthened, they need a word from heaven, they just need a smile. They need somebody to just say, hey, here you go, how do we do this, what do we do? They need you. Yeah. See, they need you. And we need to get crazy like Joshua. God said, you're going to do this, you're going to subdue everybody, you're going to win. They still had to fight battles, there was battles. He said, wait a minute, we're not, we can't, we're losing this battle. We need some more daylight. He didn't say, God, rain down some of them firestorms, you said. See, the verse before, God rained down fireballs from heaven, wiped them all out, killed more of them than they did with the sword. So why didn't he say that? He didn't. He got a word from God. He prayed. The Bible says that you know, Joshua spake to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amor. And he said, he said, okay. He spoke to him and God said, well, why don't you just tell the sun to stand still? Okay, boom. Remember, remember good old Ezekiel? And then God says, can these bones live? God, you know. He said, well, son of man, speak to him. Tell him to live. Okay, live. Okay, Awesome. Come on, folks. These are guys that he said, that, that Jesus said, 
that we have the ability and the power on the inside of us that we can decree and declare. He said our words were creative and powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. He said the word that there can be taken. He said you guys can do and we can. Jesus said the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these can you do. I mean, you got to see yourself raising people from the dead. You got to see yourself laying hands on the sick. You got to see yourself saying, hey, I want to be able to meet that need. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to speak. I want to, like, Lord, show me what to do. Give me the wisdom. Give me the strength. Listen, we are the answer. God always uses us. God, I don't know about you, but I haven't had money rain out of heaven to meet the need. Amen. He's always used people or he's used an idea or an opportunity or whatever. Amen. God, God's always uses these things. So we've got to do it. Glory to God. And, and here's the thing. What we do and what our expectation is during the hour. Let me say it this way. How we invest in our day or how we invest in, in what we're seeing and doing determines. Hallelujah. The difference of what kind of day we're going to have. It's going to determine how God uses us because God only uses people that are available and ready and wanting to be used. Amen? So if we look at this and we say, oh, man, I want to have this ridiculous faith. Well, good. You can. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, but faith also gets exercised when you use it. You can hear and you can read the word of God all day long, but if you never use your faith against something, it ain't going to work. Amen? <laughs> Most of the time, we need to ask ourselves, you know, have you ever had one of those days where you didn't get anything accomplished? And you felt like, that was a, it's a wasted day. I've had a few of those. And uh, where you just got, you know, everybody else dictated your day. Well, that happens to me a lot. You know, somebody gave me a bumper sticker one time that said, lack of planning on your part does not constitute an emergency on my part. I ripped that sucker up in a million pieces because that's a lie. As a pastor, lack of panning on everybody's part creates a, 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 you know, a, an emergency on my part. I mean, it's, it is just is what it is, you know. And I thought, that's not true. You know, uh, you know I know that it's the five Ps. If everyone would get a hold of the five Ps, we'd all be good. Prior planning prevents poor performance. Amen. Did you know that? If you just you know, understand that, everything would work out. But we know this much, you know, most people can't prior plan because they, they're just so lucky to get their shoes and socks on in the morning and be able to head out the door, you know. But here's the thing about it is, how many of you know time is short? And so our time right now is the most valuable thing that we have. It is the most valuable thing that we have. And so we've got to ask us, how am I using my time? How I do it. And you'll be surprised. Most people, if you if you're, have a mindset of what most Americans do, I'm not talking about a lot of people who just want to stay home, not do nothing, they, they're lazy, but I'm talking most people that have a work ethic, we've, we, we say, oh, wow, I got this, or I got this done. I did all this, or I did this, because we value what we do with our time as how much we get done. You know, she always calls me and says, well, what do you, what do you have planned for today? And then when I tell her for the next 10 minutes, she just wipes her out. She's like, ah. you know, but I'm like, okay, but well, what do you need? I can, we'll figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to ask me, what am I doing? What have I done? Or what am I going to do? Because I'll tell you 50 things. And you'll be like, oh my gosh. Well, because I've got 50 things that I'm going to get done. 
Maybe not today, maybe not even the next two days, but I'm going to get it done this week. You know, I've got this process that I'm doing all the time. I've got in my head what I have to do, what I need to do. It's a never-ending ending thing. But you know, these last two years, God has interrupted every single day of my life. He has not gone by my, my lines, what I have written down. He's like, stop, just sit here. Can't just sit here. Let's, how about we read? How about we pray? How about we read this? How about we do this? I want you just to think about this. <gasps> she knows. I mean, she knows. She's, I mean, even when I'm sitting still, my leg's moving. She's like, stop it. You know, that doesn't move. My hands are moving or my mouth's moving. I mean, it's like, so she's like, okay. And, and I thank God for it because she's really worked hard. Really working hard, and so it's like, okay, we're gonna do. And so, uh, and I'm, and 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 it's amazing to be still and know that I am God, and take time to let God just speak to your heart. Take time, and listen. The greatest things, and what I found out is the greatest things in all the world is not all the things that I get done. It's those times that God speaks to my heart. It's those times that God says, "Go over here and just listen." Call this person. I said, I don't have enough time to call that person. You know, one of those people who talk for hours, he's can't have time. But I say, it's like, call that person. See, none of you, because I don't ever call you, so it's good. So you're not, but if I have to call that person, you know, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I'm not kidding at all. But you have to plan these things out. But God speaks to your heart, okay? And you, see, you all know that y'all laughing because you've got somebody like that in your life, okay? It's like you just know, okay. But you know what? Time is the most precious gift that you could ever give to anybody. It is. And it's simply taking time to listen, taking time to reach out, to pray with somebody, to talk. Just that, hey, God put you on my heart. I just want you to know this. Hey, this is what I, I, I wanted to share. Taking time. You took time to do this? You, you actually took time? Wow. Out of your, just because you say, hey, no, I wanted to do this. And that's the thing about it that we need to understand. See, with our faith, God speaks. He says, listen, if you'll give me the, this time right here, I'll make it up over here. Yes. It's one thing I've always known about God. If I give and I'm doing what God's telling me to do over here, he'll always make sure that all of my needs are met. He'll make sure that all the things that I should have needed to get done will get done. He'll show me how to do it. He'll get it. Or he'll actually, you know, the best part is when he has somebody else do it. It's like, yes. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because here it is, folks. Jesus is coming back so quickly, and we're going to kind of wind this thing around. I've got, I got six pages of notes, and I'm, and I'm on page three. But uh, uh, actually, I have 14 pages of notes on this particular uh, thing, but I only brought out six. The, the thing about it, because the Lord said, just do this one, do this, and, and we'll see if we ever get to the next ones. But right here is that we're not looking for quantity anymore. We're looking for quality. Now, why do I share that? Because, listen, quantity means we're trying to gather numbers. We're trying to, no, no. We're looking, who can I get that I can spend quality time with? Who can I get? And God, how can I do quality time with you? How can I do quality time with my family, my wife, my kids, my, everything else going on? How can I get quality time with my employee? Whatever it is, because I want quality. I don't need quantity. I need quality. Because I need to be able to speak into their lives. It's not about trying to preach a sermon. It's about 
Can I give a word in, in, of encouragement? Can I give a word in due season? Can I just share one thing that'll change their lives? Can they be at the right place at the right time and have a, an encounter? And like, wow, look at, look at what we hear. Look who we met. I mean, you know, I, I tell her all the time that we can have God encounters and, and things about, we'll just, and it's like things happen. We're just at the right place and somebody, and it's like, oh man, I haven't seen you in years. And years. Or it just, where you get a chance to share, where you get a chance to pray, you get a chance to talk, encourage. And, and that is what God is saying. Listen, right now, people need, hallelujah, they need connections, they need quality, they need somebody who's going to actually care. And it takes faith. I don't know about you, but it takes 10 times more faith for me to stop doing things and hear God to go do something that I think, this is dumb. Not that people are dumb, but that it's just like, hey, I don't have time for this. God's like, yes, you do, because it's my time. Isn't it funny? Have you ever heard somebody say, well, I still don't have time for God? <laughs> well, you don't have time for life. Because God's the most wonderful person in all the world. I mean, how do, we get to look at this and we get to say, you know what? I want to live my life so that the very breath of heaven can bring me right to him. The very voice of God can say, do this, go here, say this, be this. Glory to God. It changes everything that we have. Hallelujah. See, because here it is. We're not trying to add life to our years or, or add years to our life kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? We're actually asking to add life to our years. Now's the time it doesn't matter. Now's the time that meant every day ought to be an exciting day. Living life every day as if it's our last day, but also when I say that, it's not like, because it's funny, isn't it funny that many times you talk about the end times, you talk about Jesus coming back, and you talk about all these things, everybody gets all frustrated about what they're not going to get naturally. Well, I'm not going to be able to do this. Well, should I just cash in on my 401k and just bend it all, just go play? It's, it's all about flesh. It's all about, I would have, but I'm a, you know. I mean, everybody's afraid they're going to die with money in the bank. <laughs> my God, I don't want my kids to get nothing. I want to spend it all, okay? <laughs> Anyways, but you know what? Listen, see the problem? Then we forget to live because everybody has been told to live for this, this, this pie in the sky thing later on when you retire. But let's live now. Let's add life to our years instead of years to our life, okay? I guarantee if you'll do life right now, you'll be added years. You'll end your life and you'll finish and you'll finish with joy. And you'll be blessed and you'll be like, whoo, and you'll know that you didn't waste your life. That you had a full life. And then you can die in faith. You can just do like the Old Testament saints, pull your knees up to your chest and just say, see you later, I'm giving up the ghost. And take off. When you want to. When you're satisfied. Amen. Amen. We look at these things and we see this, you know. And here's something too. Most of the people, look, we look at our lives and say, listen, in order for my life to be worthwhile, I've got to see something that I've, that, you know, that tangible that I've looked at that I, you know, I've got to have something to show for it. I mean, I've lived my life, I've given my whole life up for the gospel. 
you know, most of my life. You know, I, I started in ministry at 19. So I've been in ministry, preaching and teaching and sharing and being a pastor and doing everything from, a, you know, an assistant pastor, youth pastor, to being a senior pastor and, and, and doing, helping people, loving people, giving up my whole life for, for, the, for the gospel because I love God, I love Jesus, love God in everything I'm doing. And yet, you know, doing that, thinking, okay, what, what, have, what, have I, what do I have to show for it, you know, is... Hey, I'm just here. I'm just, I'm still pastoring. People still like me. They still, some show up. So that's a cool thing. So, but I, I still know that, hey, I am touching lives because each day of my life, I'm just doing what God called me to do. Amen. With that though, I realize, hey, I may not have, you know, big mansions. I may not have millions and millions of dollars. I haven't done all these things here, but you know what? I've had such a great life that's so worthwhile because it's been so beneficial to help people know Jesus Christ and to help people stay saved and see them grow and see them go, see them do the things that they need to do. Amen? You know, because it's funny. You know, I've had, you know, we were sharing a conversation even today and uh, some things about, well, how do I, you know, it, it's like, well, if he's called, how do I, how do I keep him from being poor? <sighs> but if you're called, you'll never be poor. Because God meets and supplies all your needs. You know, I've had to live by faith all of my life. If people didn't like me, I wasn't going to get paid. <laughs> if people don't show up, we don't get to do things. But God, people always show up. They've been doing God's been. I said, Lord, you're amazing. <laughs> you know, hallelujah. I can go back and listen to some of my sermons I preached when I was young. <laughs> Those people's rewards are great in heaven. God bless them. God blinded their minds, their eyes, their ears. They must have heard something totally different than what I was saying. Amen. <laughs> I thought, gosh, that's horrible. But <laughs> here's the thing, too. Let's just, we got to operate our lives from an eternal perspective. Listen, folks, now's the time. It's the greatest time to be alive. God wants to energize our faith. God wants us to rise up and to receive. And guess what? He wants to use you. And guess what? You can be just like Joshua. You can have the sun stand still if we need it. If we needed to do it for the sake of, of the country, the sake of what we need to do, God can do it. If God needs to stir something around, if God needs to do something, if God needs to rain fireballs from heaven to protect you or to do things, he can do that. Glory to God. Amen. We are learning to live as an eternal perspective because the eternal clock is right there where Jesus is about to get up and to come take his kids home. Amen. But that's the glorious thing about it. Live this life to the fullest. Amen. Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you and love you. Lord, I've just shared from my heart today and just shared trusting, Father, that your hand and your plan and your purpose, hallelujah, just touches the lives of each and every one. And Lord, we just thank you for that. Thank you, Father God, that you've called us into the kingdom. And if there's somebody who watches this uh, uh, service tonight online that doesn't know Jesus, Father, my heart is they want to know the Lord Jesus Christ. They want to know that we can believe you, that we can trust you. Father, I thank you for that. Thank you for each and every person that's here. Lord, you have called us all into the kingdom for such a time as this. And so we're going to honor you. We're going to love you. We're going to praise you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that, that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.